innovation is in our veins. Soon the whole world will know our names. Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign. We give for the people, you know it's our way. Setting foundations is part of the dream. It doesn't matter if you're new to the game. Listen up now, cause we all gonna say, Ugh. Elevate, 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 higher. Elevate, 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 higher. We gonna rise up. We all gonna shine. Work through adversity. Stay on the grind. Elevate, elevate. This is our time. Elevate, elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to see all of you one more time. It's your boy, Josh. Dalton. And we are so glad to be here with you tonight. We're getting into more stuff. We keep joking about it, how we've now become the business podcast, the marketing podcast, the design podcast that's turned into now the crypto podcast because we are just <laughs> obsessed with it. Dude, I can't stop talking about it. Dude, it's get, like we are witnessing one of the craziest points in our history at this right now. We're seeing life-changing wealth being able to be redistributed to people who aren't usually have access to that kind of money, which is really cool. Totally. And we are about to see a collapse of the banking system as we know it, and it's all because of crypto. And maybe I'm using some hyperbole, but I don't care because I'm pumped. You know what? Honestly, same. I took all my – I don't have many positions in a cash market anymore. Like regular stocks, I'm I'm pretty much all out, dude. I actually, yeah, I today I sold out of all my stocks. Oh, you sold all your cash? Really? Yep. No, see, I still I still have a couple because there's like a couple that I won on, but uh, I in the two weeks I think I've I've held my crypto positions, the returns just been like, how can you not? It's like it's like gambling, dude. It's only gambling if you don't do your research. That's all I'm saying. Totally. It's just, it's like, you know what? It's, yeah, there's highs and lows. Cause like I texted you and I said, you log in at 12 and you're up 1500 bucks and you log in at 1245 and you're down and you're up and you're down. It's just like, ah, it's a rush. It is a rush. When you're educated, you don't get scared about it. You can get anxious and like, oh, whoa, it's up and down. But I haven't been scared about it. That's good. Yeah, it's there's we're going to get in all kinds of it today. We're obviously going to talk mainly crypto and also a lot of real estate stuff because today is a bit of a different episode. As a lot of you know, we are doing this podcast from Halifax <laughs> and we are currently in a lockdown and life kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, sucks. And so we are really just doing our best to kind of have some fun. And so we actually kind of put out an open invitation to anyone who wants to hop on the show tonight. So we're actually going to have a couple, few people just jumping in and out. And we're going to be talking about crypto with them. We're going to be talking about real estate with them. We're going to be getting into all kinds of little details and have some fun shooting the breeze and hopefully some way, shape, or form, bring some education and help where we can. And uh, but our goal is that we have some great guests who will be coming who actually are very knowledgeable in various areas who have been trying different things. And before we get into all of that, please subscribe if you are listening. Share this on your socials. Share with your friends. Give us a like it. It, it truly, you know, it, it changes our world. It does change our world. And quite frankly, we are almost at 100 followers on Instagram, which is crazy since we started with zero. Um, isn't that nuts? It's cool. It's cool how it's just, yeah, uh, you know what? I mean, really for starting this as just a passion project with a COVID, it's become something I never thought it would become, really. A hundred percent. I love it. Yeah. I've gotten to meet people I didn't, never uh, otherwise would have met. And uh, mixing it up with some people that have been helping me over the years. And it's great. I'm loving it. So please. It's fantastic. You know, a couple more follows. Get us over that 100 hump. And uh, 
I'm here to to celebrate the small victories, uh, even though I think 100 is actually pretty big. Um, the first 100 are always totally, rough. and then absolutely start rolling. We'll start rolling. But so before we don't know the cool part about the guest point is we have no idea when they're showing up. We told them to kind of give them a time frame of when to show up and however long they want to show up. We don't know when they're coming in. All we know is Max going to give us a heads up when someone's jumping in and wherever we're at in our conversation, well, that person's going to have to adapt to where we're at in our conversation. We're going to keep her going and keep <laughs> it flowing. But Dalton, Josh. you're you're high flying today, my guy. You Yeah, spirits are good today, man. Yeah, but you put some extra, some coin in some crypto coin, some tokens. What'd I you, did, yeah. What'd you buy I, up? Uh, I woke up this morning and... Uh, you don't like P. Diddy? I'm oh, sorry. I, <laughs> I woke up and my um, my portfolio was, was down. It was pretty low. And I don't know what it was about today. I was just like, it's going to go up like it does every day. So I just... I logged into my bank, sent the e-transfer off to my wallet. Boom, go, do it. Um, and uh, even just in today's return has been like well worth the investment so far. So it's, it's. Uh, I will say it's great to see. You and I spoke about Ripple and it's like I regret I had Ripple at one point and sold it. But today it was Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, I didn't think twice. I just opened my bank account. Boom. Here you go. That's so. Send it. Yeah, man. It's good. Um, yeah, I've just been, I don't know, something about this last week. It's been, I don't know if it was the isolation that did it or, or what, but I've just been enjoying like, all the work I've been doing. And I've just like been heavy into the investing, looking at my crypto and then heavy into real estate. And just like I, the strides I've made this week have been huge compared to anything else this year so far i would say so it's just been it's been a whirlwind week that's so great to hear man super pumped for you it's uh you know it's always nice when money's going up right and uh yeah that's why we're here right exactly it's it's interesting um you know because a lot of the conversations have been coming out is obviously because bitcoin's kind of hit a bit of a a standstill in some ways that has retracted in a lot of ways and that's probably why you bought up some today um And because uh, it's interesting, a lot of people are thinking that it's going to ramp up. It's going to go parabolic at the end of August. And by parabolic, I mean $300,000 USD. Can so cr- you even imagine that? That would like, I mean, I think that would, that would, even with the small position I've gotten Bitcoin, that would probably change my life. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I don't know how to do that math because like we can't do math, but yeah, um, we, we we let the phones get it. It would change here. my life. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that and that's crazy. If it if it does that, that would be incredible. But the, on the other side, that's the crazy part about crypto in general, is that's the mm. bullish scenario. But there's a bearish scenario. People are are anticipating yeah. that it could retract all the way down to twenty five k. Really? Yeah. Which would be interesting. I would be. I part if you traded well and we're smart that would actually be an amazing buy if that were to happen that's a buy at 25 yeah like you know if you were smart sold your position waited for the bear scenario and then bought in that would be a good scenario yeah Yeah. that's me like i it's funny i it's funny how bitcoin kind of kicked off all this crypto stuff you know i first heard about bitcoin back in like 2012 2013 yep 
And yeah. then, you know, it's obviously kind of continued to increase in popularity since. But I've only got a small holding in Bitcoin. Um, yeah. yeah. My, um, my gut feeling has been Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, um, I would say like 500 times more on my money in Ethereum than I have in 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 Bitcoin. Yeah, so it's been, it's been um, wild because my you've been been in longer than me. I've only really been in it for like mm, th- four weeks, maybe. Let's go. Cool. But you know what? It's been it's been good, and it's uh, I can't watch everyone make money on something and not be part of it and you know you know exactly <laughs> and that's the cool thing about so, ethereum is there's so many projects that are built on it like it's literally its own yeah thing. ethereum's supported by like a lot of um not like it's um it's more than just a means for people to make money mm-hmm. there's like support for ethereum yeah in a huge way and yeah. it's it's actually pretty incredible to watch and so that's why I, like that's where my my trust level has only increased with ethereum seeing yeah. just how versatile it can be like bitcoin yeah. was cool and that's why like i didn't like you know i invest what i could in it but that's why it wasn't it's actually not my main holding mainly because it really is just a store of value but as an actual device that could be used for payment it's actually very sluggish tech and that actually will not do much for people yeah whereas eth is going to be a lot more widely ad- adopted over time I, I do think i mean i think it was you and i that had this chat that you know ethereum is going to be the the cash to mm-hmm. to the to the world at some point um in terms of like buying and spending um but uh the thing that i always come back to is i wonder what's going to happen to the whole market in general especially the bitcoin market if we ever find out who created bitcoin mm. I wonder what that does for Bitcoin. Because a lot of what people are saying is it's a detractor. We don't want to know. Right. But why could it be that bad? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say because I, like, this is where I do struggle with, like, there's, like, that, I, I know what you're alluding to is that one video where that guy was alluding to this issue of, like, if you find out who ever created Bitcoin, you would have, it would crash tomorrow. And I'm like, I guess, but it's it's a decentralized platform. Like, no one actually has power in it. So why would that matter? Um, maybe that's just my novice brain not fully understanding the tech. Uh, but yeah. I, I just don't understand. In me, I can't under fully understand, like, even if we knew who started running it, why that would matter so much. Like, we know who runs Ethereum, and he's a young guy who's done very well for himself. Um, and it's only continued to blossom. Like Ethereum was at a standstill for the longest time. It was just kind of hovered around $1,700 for forever. And shout out Mac for just buying Ethereum. Whoa. Let's go. You convinced me in in 20 seconds. I said, sure. Hey, wait, wait, you just did it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That quick. Scary. We love it. That's sick. But now I'm curious. Okay. So now we're bringing Mac into this conversation a little bit. Sure. Is what made you want to buy it based on just the things we just said? Um, well, I mean, I've heard you, well, obviously I've heard you guys talk about it for literally months, but <laughs> I think because the idea of that, it is going to get bigger. And I yeah. was like, well, why not now? 
like if it's just going to get bigger because mm-hmm. i mean i didn't put a lot of guess how much money i put in guess how much money i have it's like 10 a, bucks 10 27 bucks let's go <laughs> and so i was just like oh because it's so different from actual stocks because it's like yeah it never it never ends like it's now 980 like that i'm like whoa what just happened like it's it's quick so did you know, already make money no I've, oh. I've lost 20 cents but that's okay because <laughs> i mean realistically like why not at this point like 10 bucks is nothing 10 bucks is not even a meal so it's just like well we'll see what happens with it that's what's up straight up and that's yeah. the thing is like the, the thing that really like really was the kicker for me was one is a lot of people who are getting in uh, we have so much to talk to talk about with crypto there's so much i want to touch on but um one thing that really kind of got my attention is the fact that 2%, dude, 2% of the world population is currently in crypto. What? 2%. That's like nothing. Literally nothing. That's a lot of people when you say 2% of the world. I get it. But when it comes to how widely adapted or adopted it could be taken. Become. Literally, dude. Dollar signs going way up. I think Ethereum will continue to grow. Um, it's it's had its own tech issues that I feel like they figured out with their different um, releases yeah. as of late. Um, the London hard fork, I believe, comes in July, which is, again, just a betterment of the technology and will yeah. allow it to be better adopted by these other projects. Big things are coming, dude. I'm excited. 2%. And then if you, if you pose that same question to the world of how many people have a position on the stock market, I would say it would be like 70 mm, good question yeah i'd be very curious I think, you know what i mean like when does when does the stock market become two percent and when does crypto become what stock is now i think we'll see that yeah it's it, crypto is a, d- a different game right because like we're not we're not really talking stocks where you're like you know you're investing in a company you're investing in like currency something that could be exchanged for something um totally which is so interesting uh which i think introduces a different aspect into your investment strategy right i mean really it's maybe i'm wrong in saying this but it's very similar to forex investing mm. um where i mean forex is all you're doing you're just buying currency all day right um you know you're buying euros to sell back to american when one's higher than the other right so it's like it's this weird in the middle because it's not real well, it is real currency, but it's not real currency, mm. and it's not a stock. So it's so unique. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. And uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it. Because uh, like right now, people that just got absolutely cooked over the weekend. I guess alluding back to last week's episode, we talked about Elon going on SNL, talking about Dogecoin. People lost 50% of their holding after that show. (laughs) You say lost? They lost 50%. Yeah. Doge crashed and burned. Just as everyone thought it would. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) that SNL thing was nuts. That's a different, that's a whole different conversation. But I can't remember what he said. I really didn't pay too much attention to it, to be honest with you. But there was one thing where he mentioned, uh, uh, a Doge funded space mission, wasn't it? 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they would accept Doge as payment. Like what? Yeah. This guy makes no sense. <laughs> He's crazy, dude. He makes no sense. He crap. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get the whole SNL stunt. I don't know why he was on that show. I, I think. He, I think he thought Doge would go up. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do with it, dude. Um, I, I think you're right. Like it's an unknown, but it's what I understood from people that I follow in the crypto space is mm. what I keep hearing is buy on the rumor, sell on the news. Right. And uh, and that was the thing. Buy on the rumor that Elon was going to SNL. That's when it that's when it catapulted. Yeah. And then most people, a lot of people, who were smart, sold before the show because they knew it was going to tank. Yeah. Whereas a lot of like the newbies and novices like ourselves were just like, it's only going to go up from here when he gets on SNL. <laughs> and then, shoo. I never even had a position in Doge. Oh. I was, that was not for me. Yeah, no. Doge, Doge is literally gambling. And that and, and obviously the other coin that went off was Shiba. And uh, yeah, and that, that one got that one got dumped today. Yeah, it like tanked. And do you know who was responsible for the tank? I don't actually. Yours truly, Vitalik, the founder of Ethereum. Oh, really? He sold off like seven billion worth. <laughs> oh, so he seven billion U.S. dollars worth? I think I think it was seven billion Shiba. Oh, yeah. I'll just verify that. But that man, he's got like set for life off these last few months, man. Pretty sure I can't find it right now, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. He dumped like a boatload and just like single handedly just dumped the coin and like affected a whole a whole coin. I love that. He said actually you should buy Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> We're in, boys. We're in. <laughs> so Oh yeah. It's uh uh so right now obviously everyone's happy because we're in a bull cycle in, in the crypto space, right? So yeah. money's just going up. It's great, you know. And the question is, when we start going into a bearish, you know, scenario, yeah, that's when the real people are going to come out. And I'm, I will, I want to see people win as much as possible. That's why I, I'll use this show to kind of do my best in terms of what I know and knowledge to let people know when to start looking at, uh, you know, exiting or at least minimizing their position so they don't get wrecked, because the a bear scenario in crypto is ugly. Like these coins could, you know, yeah. like if, for example, Ethereum could go up to potentially 33,000 US or sorry, uh, 33, sorry, 30,000 USD. And then just within a few months could shot, shoot back down to 10, nine K. So I've gotten numbers written down where i'm comfortable selling and not regretting it mm, i like that that's smart like it's it the those numbers would do things for my life where it's like you know what i'm good that's awesome i uh because there's no right time to sell no but there's always a wrong time mm, good point you know what i mean so I just, as long as I don't do it at the wrong time, I don't really care when I do it. I've had friends that call me absolutely crazy for what I've done. Oh, I mean, 
really, I mean, when you think about it, though, it's like to someone who hasn't taken the time to research what it is, what it's about, you took real Canadian dollars and pissed them into imaginary money. Straight up. Right? So it's like people, if they don't want to research it, they're like, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you put it in a 0.01% savings account? At least you know it's secure. Right. But it's like security doesn't always mean it doesn't, you know, yeah, you're secure, but you're still broke. Right. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. It's, so it's like, what do you do? Right. You got to risk it a little. You got to risk a little. I think investing, you have to be prepared for risk. You, you, you should never put a dollar in that you're not willing to lose. I think, really. Mm-hmm. No one goes to the casino. You can't go to the casino and then get mad that you lost all your money after gambling at all. Oh, 100%. You chose to do that. Well, it's funny. So I don't think you can get mad. And you're right. Like, I think, well, the big thing is I'm going to I'm gonna share this right now because I thought it was hilarious. Um, is, you know, I was talking, he's going to show up on the show tonight, uh, Emmanuel Simmons, and we're going to talk into all kinds of different things. Um, but I'm literally going to quote what he's, he sent me last night when we're talking about crypto because he's like, he's like, bro, like he first got me on to say XRP like three, four years ago. But then like I com- he got me in- interested in crypto, but then I turned around and sold him on like the significance of crypto. And he started increasing his position after we started talking. And um and he was just amazed by the the returns he was getting with some of these altcoins he was uh ch- uh trading. Yeah. And um Oh man, I'm 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 not here just trying to buy time right now, obviously. But uh, he said something so hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah, that's it. If you're not on crypto, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he's to the point, dog. <laughs> yes, he's a very straightforward individual. Uh, but yeah, like, but in a lot of ways, like, I get if you haven't done the research, it can be very spooky because yeah, it's it's fairy dust in a lot yeah. of ways for people, right? Um, but it's no more, but I, I I quote Elon Musk on this, or it's no more crazy than, um, than the Canadian or the U S dollar. The fact that's the fact that a government entity can control your dollar. And the fact that a government has completely devalued what you have in your bank, I think is crazy. Your a hundred dollars is now worth probably closer to 60 bucks now because of inflation. Oh, I wish I would have liked this. Dude, I saw this TikTok, and I said Josh needs. Lo- <sighs> I'm an idiot. One sec. Nano worries. Literally, it was exactly like what you said, and if not, I'll paraphrase it the best I can. But it said, uh, "Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've got it saved." Dang. Um. But basically, the um, the whole point of it was uh, you uh, had ten thousand dollars in 2002 and your financial advisor who told you the best thing you could do was leave with them is now worth $6,600 sorry yeah so you just so you sorry say that again I'm curious so like in 2002 you gave a bank $10,000 and they promised you everything you know blah 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 the moon keep it with us we're gonna do everything blah 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 that 10 grand in a cash-based banking system is now only worth sixty six hundred dollars that's crazy man like that's so you just lost what's that 44 30 3400 bucks yeah because you trust like that i think that's the thing that bothered me is that's why i'm like i'm literally 
saying screw you to any of the banks at this point. That's what I did. Is yeah, yeah, I'll be honest. What I did, a lot of people. This is why people think I'm crazy, but it was a very strategic move on my end. I have access to probably close to forty thousand dollars in open credit line money. And by open credit line, it means I don't have to put up any collateral to access that cash. I've used close to twenty-five dollars to $30,000 of it and put it into crypto, effectively shorting the Canadian dollar. I turned, yeah. and I did this back in March, late March. I told my friends, I looked them dead in the eye, and I'm like, I've been watching what's happened since the beginning of this pandemic and what's happened till now and how the governments have kept printing and printing and printing money and forcing me to essentially lose more money over time as I'm trying to save to get things like my next home, things like to set up things for my family. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I came across crypto and what was happening. And I said, this is it. This is how I can get back on top. And so... I took a good chunk of that money, the money that I could at least afford the interest payments on, and I put it into crypto. And let's just say I am now up 100%. Yeah. So screw all of you who call me crazy, if I'm being honest. Dude, 100%. It's not crazy at all. I think it's a strategic move because if you're earning more than what you owe the bank in interest... It makes sense, and that was the that was the, that was the kicker for me. Is I've not only have I invested in in crypto, I've also invested in different exchanges that are also paying me five percent interest on my crypto. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous, and and just from the interest, just the interest payments alone that I've received, I've received over two hundred dollars in two that's months. That's crazy. I've paid out fifty dollars in interest, so that's one hundred fifty in that. And you had to sell any of your holdings to pay the interest? Nope. I just, uh, I was strategic in that as well, is I kept a little bit of cash. I kept about, I've kept about two grand of cash and I'm just using, I'm just pulling little money out of that two grand and just putting it on the interest so I don't have to pull anything out. Got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So, and, uh, what are your thoughts on someone who needs the gains from their crypto for whatever life reasons, wants to do something with it, whatever do you think leaving your principal in is all is is the best you can do or do you think they should sell and all of it and hope it goes back down like what would if you had to sell your holdings today for whatever reason because you needed access would you just sell your everything up to your principal and then keep your principal um yeah okay i think it's a good question i think that's even like in some ways a a moral question um like what what's worth it to you um, right. Cause in my mind it would take, like if, if it came down to like keeping my money in crypto and then paying for food, of course I would pull some money yeah. out and pay for my food. Um, yeah. but when it comes to like, okay, uh, for example, this kind of hit us the other day where we had to do a, a minor renovation on our home or do I keep money in crypto? Oh, uh, well it depends. How badly do you need that renovation? Um, right. Is it something that's going to be life altering? Cause right now my advice to anybody right now is if you have any money in crypto, hold it till about the fall. Cause that's when they're kind of expecting the cyclical nature of crypto, specifically Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the, it will, and in turn will also, you know, mess up, you know, affect these other altcoins. Yeah. That's when things are going to go down. So if you can hold till then, 
and then pull out, then go for it. I would do that. Yeah. If you have an ability to at least borrow money to pay for that, uh, just do that and just make interest-only payments um, because yeah. you're going to get an incredible return um, out of yeah, this. I so. agree. I know. I know. I'm interested to see, you know, even like tomorrow, it's so unpredictable, but I'm really interested to see crypto in like three weeks, three months, three years. Like what's what does that mean? Dude, three years is I I I I mean I'd be intrigued what happened in three years. Um, I think it kind of lends us to you in this conversation about XRP, right? Yeah, you know XRP has been in the dumps in a lot of ways um, because they've are currently in, under investigation in a lawsuit with the SEC. Yeah, um, looks like they're about to win that case, and exchanges are now bringing XRP back onto their exchanges. Yep. allowing for more people to trade and buy it. People are kind of predicting a possibly a $10 price target with XRP. Right now, currently it's at about a buck 60 or a buck 40 USD. Wild. That'd be a nice return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. Yeah. So, That's what, 10 times, right? 10 times your money. Exactly. So it, it could be worth it. Um, depends how much you obviously want to put in, obviously be smart. And that's a big thing. It's like, none of this is financial advice. I'm just telling you what I've done, what we've done. Yeah. And, uh, we just, we're, we're comfortable with the risks that we've taken. And right now I just realized how, you know, how terrible our dollar is going down the tubes. And I figured out a way to, you know, leverage that money that's essentially losing its value and putting it in something that will gain me value. Um, cause we're, I know this will shift well into our conversation a little bit later, but real estate, but even real estate is getting insanely inflated due to money printing. Yep. My house that I bought for 174 three years ago is now worth 350 And that's not an exaggeration. That's literally double the price I spent three years ago on it. Yeah. My house isn't just dramatically nicer all of a sudden. It's yeah. kind of sat there. But now the value has yeah. gone insanely up because we have a ridiculous amount of money in the system. Isn't that just crazy? Yep. Oh, I love it. The budget will balance oh, itself, it. man. The what? The <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Looney Tunes. All right. Up in capital. This is awesome. So we have just gotten... News that Sebastian is in the house. And Sebastian, if anyone remembers, he was essentially a person who was one of our first interviews. And we went up to New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, interviewed him for then. He was working for Ignite. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And uh, glad he could take the time out to come on on. And there he is, the man of the hour, Sebastian. Welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Grateful hey. to have you. Grateful to have you. We were just saying the last time we saw you was in New Glasgow. That's right. And since then, Mr. Dalton here has has taken my advice, I see, with his real estate investing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. I'm still waiting for my compensation check. I don't know if uh, <laughs> is that lost in the mail. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, man, it's uh, we're all in on New Glasgow. We just we bought a plot of land on North Provost, and we're uh, we're gearing up to build there. So it's we're all in. Jeez, you're streaming. Oh yeah, I it's like it. uh, 
we're all in. It's it's uh it's treated us well so far. Very cool. You got to give Josh a place to live eventually. You know that. Yeah. Man. You know, <laughs> once once uh, once crypto tanks and I lose all my money, I'll need somewhere to live, man. <laughs> Josh, Josh, you're tanked already. Come on. <laughs> no. Oh, man. But what what's new? What's going on with Sebastian? What are the big things that are happening? What I mean, lots of things are happening in All the right. world. Look around. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Fair no, enough. I, I, I just... Um, yeah, my life a lot a lot has changed, especially in the last few months. And it's 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 been a... You know, it's been a, the last few years have been the years of growth and learning and, and doing new things and finding out what works and what doesn't and finding out what fulfills me at a, at a fundamental level. And nice. now, now that I, I know what I want to do and, and where I want to do it and things like that, Good uh, stuff. now's the time to build. And that's the phase I'm in now is just the build phase, which you guys know is kind of fun. Yeah, it's a blast, dude. Oh, it's fun. We love building. <laughs> Call me Bob. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> dude, I'm here for it. So what's like what's like the big project you got going on? Like what's in your like your 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 sight line right now that you're trying what's, to accomplish? What's in my focus? Mm, yeah. It's still a secret. Oh, we love oh. secrets. Um yeah, it's it's um but I, I think whenever you're building something, you need a big juicy problem and you really need a new mindset and fresh eyes to look at it and see it in new ways with new opportunity. It's exactly what I'm up to. Nice. Big juicy problem, new innovative mindset, putting the two together, you'll make some impact. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? In my life anyway. Josh's life, totally. not so much. <laughs> my life's my life's worthless, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that about yourself, Josh. Sorry, Come man. On. I should respect myself more. I'm sorry, dude. You should. When <laughs> when you when you sent me the invite for this uh, the other day, I was like, you know, maybe I should be nice to him this time. And then as soon as I saw your face, I said, oh, all bets are off. Himself. He said, I chose violence. <laughs> He's straight up. <laughs> So I'm curious then as well. So we were just talking about this before you hopped on. Are you invested at any point or any shape or form in crypto at this point? Uh, Yeah, but not, I probably not not in any serious way. Mm, But enough to have some fun. I don't know. And and not at, not at a percentage that it makes a different in my, a difference in my net worth. (laughs) Gotcha. That's totally fair. So what, what, what are the ones you dabble in? Well, I only I only use Wealth Simple for the most part. No, so you're one of those. Have, oh, Josh is gonna have a to, problem with to that. Choose from. I know, I know Josh has a problem with it. But you know what? You you can't you can't beat a a nice a nice process, and it, it's fairly easy for me. So I will say I I love the Wealth Simple's apps. I just downloaded yeah. their Cash app today, which is like their version of Venmo, and I already yeah. hate e-transfer. Like so. <laughs> I get it. I do get it. What's 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 your beef, Josh? Um, what's the beef with Wealth Simple? <laughs> Lay it on me. Educate. Uh, it was just it's not so much Wealth Simple. It's just that process. Like Robinhood does this very similarly down in the states as well. Is when you go to purchase crypto, you don't actually own the crypto. They own the crypto. They just give you the profits of what you're receiving. So at the end of the day, you don't actually own any asset. 
you you own nothing. Um, and so uh, that's the thing that stinks is like, for example, if you ever wanted to cash out or like you're you're locked in with Wealth Simple now. Um, so so mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. Is, is that different? Is that different? I mean, it's technically different, but the cash in your wallet, kind of the same thing. No. Oh, it's exactly the same thing. That's why I hate banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you just hate the financial institutions. Exactly. That's why I oh, love okay. crypto. You just hate the oh, okay. <laughs> Well, if you hate the system, yeah, I guess it's not going to work for you. <laughs> Straight but, up. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's why you're so heavy on crypto anyways. You don't like the system. No, I just, no, I think. Maybe the system doesn't like Josh. I mean, I, they, I know they hate all of us, period, because the, the way they like treat Josh us. The things short list compared to the things that don't. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> um, no, but I think that's it. I just think like the, the banking system as a whole, um, just across the world, I think is so significantly corrupt. And I love the idea of decentralized finance. You'd be able to disrupt that on a huge level when it comes to tech. So I like that mindset. I, I like any mindset that, you know, challenges the status quo disrupts yep yeah, yeah. don't use disrupt. disrupt that's such a that's such a it's 2015 or 2019 <laughs> that's a fake fake term that's right the next one uh, you know synergies innovation oh gosh all the buzzwords real buzzword sell <laughs> well you come from property right yeah Buzzword sell. <laughs> this beautiful lot on North Provo. Oh yeah, views of the for river. You. Yeah. Oh yeah. Waterfront property. Oh, mm, straight up. Listen, my property got gonna be twenty downtown. That thing is downtown. <laughs> if it's within thirty minutes, it's downtown. <laughs> Most things are within thirty minutes to uh, New Glasgow. Exa- yep. In 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 the in the border, I suppose. Well, I was think that was the funniest part of it, even my house, where I'm I'm probably about a 25 minute walk to downtown Dartmouth, but like I've had, I was told by a real estate agent, no, you're downtown Dartmouth though. For the sake of this conversation, you're in downtown Dartmouth. <laughs> For the sake of the sale totally. price, yeah, you're in That's downtown it. Dartmouth. Yeah, we're actually has we're house hunting right now. Oh, and, nice. Uh, it's um, no, not nice. <laughs> I'm just, it I mean, sucks. it sucks. I mean, it's right now. Yeah, it's not really a fun time to be looking for a home. Uh, n- not the best time mm. in in the world. But you know what? <laughs> we we thought about it and we said, you know, we we'd like a house. We need a house. Um, we need a place to live. Stuff like that. Uh, you got to buy it at some point. And yeah. if we, if we hold it, similar, I think Dalton's point of view. That you're not in real estate for the cash, right? Um, yeah, you know we're willing to hold on for onto it for a long period of time. Yeah, so it's going to come out in the wash anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I, I really don't think there's a bad time to to buy a property. Really, I don't think there is. Is there a bad time to sell it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's my. It's that's so funny. To say that it just. Maybe five minutes ago, I said to Josh, there's never a wrong time to buy something. Like, we were talking about crypto, but there's always a wrong time to sell it. Um, now, it's certainly not the wrong time to sell. I mean, if anyone owns right now, which is why. I mean, you know, as a buyer, people are taking advantage of the fact that it's a time to sell. Um, but in the same breath, interest rates are so low. They are. Um, 
So it's, you know what I mean? It's just like you said, it all comes on the wash. You pay more to the seller, but you pay less to the bank. Well, you know, kind of works out. I kind of rather it goes to someone local versus my bank. To- totally. I've made a, you know what? I've made a Josh might like that with actually, a decentralized view to, uh, to bank with my credit union. I, I really have stopped banking with, with retail banks because um, they do nothing for anyone I care about, really. Mm. Are, are you... Are you also an, an investor within your credit union? Like, do you get in with, with that sort of stuff too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It yeah. Josh doesn't. We know that. <laughs> he seems like a CIBC guy <laughs> or a Scotiabank or RBC. Josh is TD. TD. You know, you guys are both wrong. But you're close. Like, you're getting closer, Sebastian, with your guesses. Isn't our, our, uh, BMO. Oh, you're Tangerine, maybe? And Tangerine. Tangerine. For your all your banking, all my banking is through Tangerine. The only reason I have a TD account oh. is for my TD credit card, and that's about it. Got it. That's fair. Yeah, where's your uh, Where's your insurance and stuff like that? Uh, my insurance was with Sonnet. Okay. Uh, for yeah. both home and car, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. This podcast sponsored by. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big Dang it. banner back here next yeah, week. That's right. <laughs> that's not a rule. That's an idiot. Dang it. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, oh. man. Shoot. Yeah, we're selling sponsorships today. Hey, we're getting them. <laughs> Wait, that's well, it. you know, if you need any, just, re- just reach out to the re- retail banks. I'm sure they'll love you guys. <laughs> Just send them some clips, just like this. <laughs> clips where we're just bashing on the fundamental process of their entire business. That's right. Hey, man, they've been bashing on us ever since, ever. So I'll take it. Since well, 2008. We're all we're all millennials and younger, so we're all the, uh, you know, the used generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, you know that's. Yeah, I think the one thing that's also kind of hit me, obviously, kind of joking in terms of about the. The uh, the sponsorships and stuff. It's starting like I think the crazy part of starting this podcast a year ago to now is I still haven't it hasn't really sunk into people actually listen to this. I know, <laughs> I know. As much as you preach it, yeah, I'm like I just it just it doesn't like resonate with me that like because I've had people like, come and talk to me and like refer to things I've said. I'm like well, you weren't there for that. Oh yes. Yeah, this is online. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Gosh. For the world, dude. Like <laughs> your thoughts are out there. That's, yeah. That's dude. scary. That's terrifying. Um, especially my thoughts are, are terrifying. So Well, we all know that. <laughs> we're we're not here to see your thoughts though, right? Exactly. We're here for Dalton's thoughts. No. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And but I, I want to hear your thoughts, Sebastian. What are some things that you want to see change and really what that you're trying to push for change in change? Everything needs to change. Doesn't it? Um, you know, I've uh, thinking about this, this a lot. Um, you know, what needs to change in the system or the ecosystem that we all, that we all live in. And we certainly see from a consumer point of view, um, the societal environmental challenges and causes, that are seeing more focus and things like that. But I think even maybe to Josh's point, what people don't realize is to change those things is such a fundamental mind shift for the average taxpayer mm. who's not really a part of the systems 
or the ecosystems that we're part of, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we think about startups in Atlantic Canada, uh, you know, with the four or five major hubs uh, across the region, you take people outside of that, they really don't know what's, what's going on, right? And we, I think we have kind of a bit of bias to say, you know, maybe, maybe people do or they should know what's going on, but we do a horrible job of educating them. Mm. Um, so, you know, first, first step, we need to educate people what's really going on before we change anything because just educating them on what's already happening uh, might spur and catalyze more things that we, we even know are possible, um, let alone try and do new things. And we keep trying to do new things in our little groups. Mm -hmm. You know, we keep trying to do, you know, let's make Halifax great and ignore the rest of the province or, or the rest of the region. Um, and I, I think, you know, as, as the world shrinks and gets smaller, COVID certainly accelerated that um, with everyone being connected and, and more aware. And those sorts of, those sorts of plays, those sorts of moves just won't be, be viable anymore for anyone and they're going to have to start taking that more inclusive lens and mm. um, beyond what might be traditionally inclusive right right um, well beyond borders or communities or or knowledge barriers all those sorts of things will be blown up what? but as to as to what needs to change we need to educate people on the con on the context that they already live in mm. but are just unaware so this is something I'd be interested in bring up with you in terms of like trying to convince people and have those conversations is what do you do in a world where it's a, you know, post COVID world in some regards, we're still kind of in it, but we're getting kind of hopefully to tail end. As and we it, say, we're in lockdown. Yeah. As we're saying, we're in <laughs> lockdown. Um, but as well is, and I'll be honest, you know, is a post Trump world where in some ways, like the ex like a lot of exposure of how corrupt our media class is, and it has led to a lot of people having a lot of disbelief and lack of you know wanting to trust people's word or what they see on TV. Like, how do you be able to convince and have those conversations of what's actually happening? Since now we kind of live in a time where we have disparate realities. Yeah, and I I think it's even a wider wider uh, net that we really live in a world of of truth and untruth, right? Uh, of, of one that we struggle to wade through. And there's no, there's no central narrative to follow any, anywhere. Um, you even look at, you know, news in the States, for instance, and this was big uh, when Trump was in. And, you know, there's two sides battling out. This is what Trump is saying. This is what he's meaning. Um, and this is his, his base and things like that. But at the same time, you know, I, I think both sides were guilty of it, that they wouldn't play the entire, the entire thing, because I'm sure at some point in time, some really stupid people say one thing that is correct, but I mean, just factually true statistically, they must do that. Um, yet you don't really hear about that. The narrative, the narrative is, is skewed by both sides. Mm. So I think it takes, you know, an educated mind, you know, an educated mind to, to try and navigate that. And even then it's so difficult. 
you got so many sides to so many things. Um, and it's, you know, it's more than two sides to it now. Yeah. Yeah. Which historically hasn't been that way. It's just kind of been out there or not out there where now it's all out there, but there's so many interpretations to it by so many different people and you have to make your own interpretation um, with all of those. So I don't know. It's, it's the post COVID post Trump world is going to be really confusing, I mm. think. And as technology continues to develop and ramp up, it's, it's just going to get that much more confusing. For sure. I think, yeah, because we even started this conversation or started off this kind of you coming on in kind of obviously a light tone, but um, I think you bring up a great point is things are about to get a lot more confusing. Like with the emergence and the continued emergence that, uh, with crypto coming on the scene, um, with things like even what's happening in the States right now with that hack of the gas line and yeah. like all kinds of stuff happening where it's like people, like it's getting a lot of people to start questioning a lot of different things um, yeah. about yeah. where we're at and where and, we should and, go. You know, you, even the, um, the, the pipeline hack has Canadians questioning their dependence on other nations. Um, but, but even, you know, I, I think to take it further is that we need to be questioning our dependence, not just on oil from other nations, but what is our dependence on, on, you know, media and news and content and narratives and truths and untruths from other people, wow. um, Canadians or otherwise. Right. That's a and huge point. As a, as a human in the world, you are a very small cog in a very large machine even though you can do so much, um, but really trying to take a look at what you're dependent on as a human and who you surround yourself with and who you're listening to and what you're believing and things like that. I think that always needs to be questioned. Back to that status quo piece too, right? right. Like if you're, if you're not challenging the status quo, are you complicit? Mm. Right, right. That's a great point. And I think kind of, I guess, kind of um, kind of on that point is like, you know, like this is kind of something that hit me when we had Riley on uh, when we're talking about kind of uh, green energy and things of that nature. Like I see us as a Nova Scotia and Atlanta, as a, like, Atlantic Canadians, we are in a position where we, we can get to a point we don't need to be reliant on other people for our energy. Yeah. Like we can very much, I think that's one thing a COVID I really realized is like we, A, can't be as reliant on other countries for, you know, different things. Like even when it came to like even getting face masks or um, yeah, PPE, all, the, all the PPE, all that stuff. We were super reliant on other countries and we weren't creating things for ourselves. Um, I think A. Our it, vaccine. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but I think A, it kind of addresses the issue of when you're kind of shipping things from other nations, that's also not helping with your greenhouse emissions. Um, and being able to kind of do things at home and keep th making, allowing uh, economies, localizing economies, I think is actually a huge deal um, in, the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I fully agree that, you know, the opportunity is there even, even on a more localized community level than some people might think. Um, you know, look, look at a, a place like Bridgewater um, and, and places like that who are doing their own uh, power generation who are, who are finding new ways to deal with what they create and things like that. Um, so, so I see it kind of as this hub and hub and node, right? That 
you can have Atlanta Canada working and cooperating together, even though it's a sum of communities and, you know, and then, and then take that to, to a global context. Uh, the world is just a sum of, of communities as well, all working and interacting yeah. together. But yeah, finding those efficiencies to reduce what is harmful. Um, you know, when you talk about shipping, I think one of the greatest lines from a, a car review was when they were reviewing the, the Tesla or Prius or something like that. And the car is done like half a million miles by the time you get it, just because the, the uh, nickels iron, uh, mined in Canada shipped to China, make, made in the uh, batteries, then shipped to the States and all this other sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, again, who do we rely on? And how do we interpret the narrative that they're giving us? Um, I, I think it is unreasonable to give one person or put the onus on one person to navigate all that together. But I think a small community can come together to solve some of those issues that they're faced with, For even sure. though they can be uh, inter-reliant inter on other communities right. to learn best practices and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you make a good point, um, as well as kind of add a little uh, section here as well. Um, we're actually going to be, be joined by Emmanuel Simmons here in a momentarily, uh, who uh, works as a financial analyst, but is also a huge investor in real estate, and as well as just getting into the crypto game himself. Uh, he'll be coming momentarily, but continue on with this conversation here with Sebastian. Um, I think you're right. I think, you know, in terms of localizing economies, uh, we have to really kind of take a step back and what does that actually mean and be able to work together. I think what's happened even through COVID with the Atlantic bubble, it's allowed us to really even come together even more as a, as a community in a lot of ways and figure out how we can rely on one another to get what we need rather than you need to always get things from Quebec or Ontario or this, that, the other. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, it's interesting. That's one thing I always thought about too, was I find it very interesting how Canada has never been one because we haven't needed to but has never been one to create their own automobiles. Yeah. We, yeah, I mean, we, we have assembly plants and things like that. And Volvo was in Halifax back in the sixties, but yeah. Yeah. Even that though, I, I think there's, there's opportunity to, to change because if we had really localized communities and, you know, with a long-term outlook to even see a future that we need automobiles, is, is that a thing that we're going, going to need in 30 years, 40 years, 50 years? Um, That's a great point. Right? Yeah. So maybe it's not a capacity we actually need to build, but again, it's that narrative that we might need to change or to interpret differently. That's a great point, dude. And that's like, that's a conversation that would just be crazy. That we could just go on forever. Um, we could talk about the future for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But uh, we are now joined by Manny. You said, Sebastian, you're more than welcome to continue on with us or you want to drop off any point you can. Uh, don't feel like we're bo uh, booting you out. Um, but Emmanuel, great to have you. Um, give us a quantity, your quick, you know, two minute bio, who you are and what you're about. Yeah. Name is Emmanuel Simmons. Um, I, I work in the hedge fund admin industry as a supervisor, kind of managing uh, the day to day of my team. Um, I'm also an expiring cryptocurrency investor, uh, <laughs> as well as real estate investor, uh, as well as I'm married and uh, we just had a daughter six months ago. Well, six months ago um, uh, on Friday, I believe. Wow. So, um, but yeah, that's. Just a quick bio of me. 
I watch your guys' show every week. So <laughs> let's go. Good. We love the commitment. <laughs> it's, it's kind of morphing into a crypto and real estate podcast. So I'm feeling it. Today. Dude, that's all we talk about now. Dude, we got a problem on here, man. I'm telling you. It's a big problem, man. Crypto's taking over. It straight up is. That's why I was making the joke with Sebastian before he came on. Um, he was hating on me because I hate on banks. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. It was. It wasn't hate, Josh. It wasn't hate. Oh, I'm it sorry. Was, it was. It was just it was disguised tough love. Yeah, tough. disguised love. Well, even with that, now we started. Um, uh, the hedge funds that we started to use are actually starting to use Coinbase as one of the banks now. So, oh wow, it's interesting trying to set up feeds for, yeah, like the first crypto um, broker, I guess you could say. So that's definitely been an interesting process. Confusing obviously because it's, it's, it's groundbreaking but it's cool to see uh crypto finally make it make it into the hedge funds because i didn't really see that much activity in it for a while but starting to make its way over so it's interesting stuff so you're saying you guys are obviously having these big time clients that have huge holdings of cryptos kind of what you're dealing with right now yeah yeah um i i fortunately already have a client who bought ether a long time ago they, they have a pretty big holding in ether and they bought it um probably a, a year or so ago oh um, baby so they're probably just they're probably just laughing their heads off at this point um but yeah starting to see it a bit more introduced like i said with coinbase uh, i'm hoping to see a bit more diversity whereas you know I, I really have only seen bitcoin and ethereum at this point um but who knows maybe the coinbase brokers will add some uh some more uh, variety to the, the cryptocurrency portfolios and hedge funds. So just bring Dogecoin in, get the volatility. <laughs> Dogecoin in. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Hedge funds are already dodgy as it is. So they, they pretty much do whatever they want. So I mean I wouldn't put it past a hedge fund. So um i mean even yourself manny i know that you've kind of been messing around a little bit with like different types of altcoins um if things that like no one's ever heard of and you know has the, the value of 0. 0.000053 of a penny um so yeah 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 just so i started with so i bought in with ripple xrp that was kind of like my introduction years ago i just bought like a thousand or eleven hundred of them or something like that and that was when they were super cheap i forget, I, I can't remember the price but like 30 cents I think it was like maybe yeah 30 20 cents 20 30 cents or something like that um but i end up selling out of most of it because i end up making more by just this year because i've just been like buying when it's low and then just selling when it's high i just just a simple concept that's what i've are you just been trading pretty much yeah this is like and at this point with crypto i feel like everything's just going up so it's kind of like at least in this stretch of time i wouldn't say it's that risky Mm -hmm. um but i also just love finding a cryptocurrency because i picked ripple because i really liked what it was about how all these cryptocurrencies are decentralized whereas ripple was centralized so just kind of weird like little um this weird little pocket of crypto there. So, and then, and just looking at all the value it had, how it was way better than Bitcoin. I mean, a lot of altcoins are way better than Bitcoin, but uh, 
I, I really kind of like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I was active trading for a bit, but then I settled on this other coin called Soge, which I kind of just like the concept. Like there, you buy Soge, eventually they're going to partner up with observatories and you're going to use the Soge to control uh, telescopes to look in the outer space and take pictures or whatever you want to do. So I kind of like that concept. So I kind of parked everything that I have in Soge right now or Space Hodge, whatever you want to say. But yeah, mm-hmm. just a super altcoin. I think right now it's 0. 0.000000. 3 right now. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so it's just kind of fluctuating. Um but yeah. So so that's kind of what I'm doing and I found, I actually found like a like a with, with equities as initial public offering when they're coming to the market. So like going from private to a public company. So I actually found this page where it shows like the initial crypto offering like the ICOs. So it has all these new cryptos coming into the market and you have the opportunity to to invest in them first. So I'm also looking at stuff like that because I'm following this other coin and yesterday it went up 8,000%. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so looking at kind of these altcoins, like I said, I mean, if I'm playing the risky game anyway. Um, you really are. <laughs> fun looking at some of these newer coins coming out. So. It's hard to not be turned on by 8,000%. <laughs> yeah. And they're all meme coins, man. I was looking at this one coin, it was just called poop coin. It just had the poop emoji. That was the coin. Do you try to sell that to your other investors as well? I, I can imagine the pitch now. Guys, guys, I found it. I found the next one. You won't believe poop coin. It's going to be big. <laughs> the one that jumped 8,000% was called FEG. So I don't mean, I don't know much about it, but I was just checking out the website. It just has like a gorilla with like shades on. It's like, <laughs> just these stupid coins, right? Just get, getting little wind bursts of speed for a second and, and gaining all this uh, return. So just, yeah, just an interesting time to be alive. For sure. Well, that's what I was telling Dalton before anyone actually got on the call today was I actually uh, quoted something you sent me yesterday, Manny. And, and I quote, now that we have both you and Sebastian on, if you're not in crypto, you're dumb. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. At least stop. have something in there. I feel like, um, well, I like real estate as well. So I'm trying to get into real estate now. I got one property. Actually, I just got my documents for my refi, which is fun. Closes May 28th, which is cool. Um, but even seeing like the millionaires um, and how a lot of them back in the day, it came from real estate, right? I feel like in this day and age, I, it might be cryptocurrency where you know, 20, 30 years from now, I'll be like, where did all these millionaires come from? I'd be like, well, crypto, right? So I feel like it's yeah. becoming like a weird, like how real estate made everyone super wealthy. I think crypto is going to be like all these average Joes coming in and, and you know, it, it, it's only... You know, a bunch of them are going to get lucky. All right. So I feel like it's going to be a, a, a good shift an interesting shift and, and just the marketplace and, and, and the economy as well. So it's cool. For sure. And I think, I mean, Sebastian, the beauty is people always need somewhere to live. It's true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And like with Sebastian, so I'm curious, Sebastian, are, are you still in this, like this, uh, you know, wave of like promoting, getting people moving into Glasgow? And getting guys like Dalton uh, to invest, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, does Manny know this story? Uh, I don't think he does. Oh, so Manny, 
the first time I was on the show, these guys drove up to New Glasgow to come see me. And oh, the first question, I think it was like the first or second question out of Dalton's mouth um, was like, how much do you pay to live here? Yeah. <laughs> like, is, this a, is this a good renter town? I think it was the oh, second question out of this. Well, you're the engineer guy, the guy who works on, you do something with water or something like that. I forget now. But... What, what was, was it? That? Was that, sorry? What industry are you in? I remember the episode now. Startups. Oh, oh, it was actually. But yeah, I was, I was talking. You're probably thinking of one of our, uh, one of our companies at the time yeah, was doing yeah. uh, cleaning water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah, I remember uh, that episode. Okay, I got you. I got you. Anyways, yeah, go, go. And and the yeah second question out of out of his pie hole was this is good renter town. And his, <laughs> I think his third question was, you know, any properties for sale? <laughs> and what was it? Not even two months later. Uh, he closed on now it's what three properties in New Glasgow? Two properties in New Glasgow. Two properties. Now, I've got. Yeah. Almost three. Yeah. So Manny, yeah. let's go. Glasgow, baby. Yeah. Prices have doubled now since that conversation. That was that was a uh that was a mid COVID uh yeah. wasn't it probably May or June last year. And uh, yeah, yep. prices have doubled now. There, there used to be a house at the end of the street went for eighty nine thousand um, dollars. It'd go for one eighty right now, no problem. Yeah. Wow. Looking at those Dartmouth prices from two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Straight up, goodness gracious. Oh, it is interesting, kind of seeing like the the prices cascade across the province now. Of like everything's kind of doubling yeah. uh, from what it initially. Because no one can so. afford to live in the city. Straight up. So they got to go out there. Very true. Yeah. And, and I've even, I've even seen an uptick of younger people buying into condos and things like that. Like things that traditionally five years ago, they probably wouldn't have bought into, Um, you know, there, there's, there's new opportunities coming up all the time, but people are looking for alternatives just to just cut costs and make make some find something that's affordable in so, some way so this is like i mean i know i'm kind of opening up a little bit of a, a can of worms with this one but are condos actually worth it <laughs> dalton might be able to answer that question or manny well so i mean yeah i guess like heck no it, it, <laughs> it, it depends right like not here not here but yeah it's in toronto it like, it's it, condos are pretty much no good in nova scotia in my opinion mm. Um, certainly not as an investment property because you're not going to make any money. There's no, there's no way between your property tax, your mortgage, your friggin' condo corp fees that run up can be a 500 bucks a month. You know, there's, there's no room for profit. There's no room. It's good I think enough. You're better off getting a little trailer home and renting it out and buying a condo. hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you, I think that's what I'm trying to get into right now is I'm trying to find land on water to put a modular cottage, the ones that come on like the back of a truck and put that on Airbnb. That's right now, man. That's where it's at. I think cottage short-term rentals is there's money in that. Yeah. Dang. I, I have, I have the same suspicions about Airbnb, but I also know being raised in Nova Scotia, um, you know, you were never really taught to buy a condo. You were, t- you, no. were t- you were taught to buy a house with lots of land. <laughs> true <laughs> land that's yeah, like, know, that's just like the nova scotian dream in some in some respects right i'm all uh, about land right now 
he's he's heavy on that. I've actually seen developers are getting heavy, heavy on on uh, large lots too now. Um, yeah. Lots that have stuck around on the market for five, six years are now all of a sudden being sold uh, at, at yeah. list. Yep. You you clear that land, you subdivide it and service those lots, you can make it insane amount of money. You don't even have to, it's like, it's it's insane. People are dying for places to live. So if you can give them the groundwork or the foundation, literally the foundation, they're all in. Well, and this kind of brings me back to kind of even conversation we had last week. Where did you, uh, did either of you listen to last week, uh, last week's episode? I did. Yeah. With the, uh, the Texas real estate and what's happening yeah. down there. Some people uh, are lined yeah. up just for the chance. Yeah, lined up for miles just to be able having a chance for the, their lottery number to be pulled so oh, they could my. put an offer in on a property. Like, that's nuts. Dude. That's nuts. Uh, that's nuts, that's man. That's crazy. But, like, things are crazy here. Don't get me wrong. I, I wish they could get better in a lot of ways when it comes to the housing market, but that is, like, I'm grateful we don't have that because that's just, <laughs> that's psychotic. Context is everything, right? Yeah. At the same time, yeah. flip it on his head. Like right now, I feel like it's a beautiful market for someone like me. <laughs> but I feel like I mean, even just I don't I didn't have my money for so long, and even just looking at the market, like people also don't want like cosmetic fixer uppers. Like they're just sitting a bit longer. Like there's enough time for you to go in and scoop it up for for like asking price at least, and then mm. put it put a bit of money into it, and 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 get it up and ready to go. So I do feel like. Yeah, like uh, COVID sucks. I feel like there's also lots of opportunity if you position yourself well. And I feel like I have, yeah. so I'm looking forward to just kind of trying to go and find those deals and and make some money off it. Honestly, make some money. There is there still money to be made in, in fixers upper uh, fixer uppers with the price of building materials or the availability of building materials changing. Yeah. I wouldn't even know, but I feel like if it's cosmetic, like if you're not tearing down walls, like if you're just like refinishing a kitchen, you no know, redoing flooring. Like I just did, I just did renovations. And I feel like the prices were pretty good. Um, but like I said, it, I didn't take out any walls or anything. Wood is expensive. Right. My dad's a carpenter, and he's telling me the price differences for his for the company that he works at because he does a lot of the buying for materials. So it is crazy. Um, Lumber's gone up two hundred sixty percent probably stay away from wood period for a yeah. while yeah if well, I the, well the the interesting thing i i i used to work in architecture um and construction and lumber has gone up 260 percent in the last year um oh. and, and those are like bulk costs so consumer costs probably more than that but it's not even the price that's the issue anymore it's the availability so yeah. even if you wanted that two by four you wouldn't find that two by four and people aren't even moving into alternative building materials um, like uh, glass board and things like that, which is which a uh, fiber board um, instead of OSB because you can't find OSB right now. Um, but then that's causing shortages in all these other sorts of building materials, um, yeah. copper conduit, uh, copper and conduit, things like that too, are going through shortages. So it's an interesting, interesting time to be a contractor right now. For sure. And I heard some horror stories since I'm in the market for a house too. Jeez. Um, yeah. People, uh, people who are building, usually a builder would give you maybe, maybe a three month uh, quote. So the quote they give you is good for three months. You're giving 48 hour quotes right now. Yeah. 
that's the fluctuation in price and availability. It's nuts. Easy. Woo. Signed too quick. Josh knows that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Signed too quick, boy. Just trying got to get me you there. Got me there. Guys are getting locked into a house. <laughs> Seriously. Just figure it out. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. That's it was oh. dude, that that hurt, man. That was that was embarrassing. Um I hate that, man. <laughs> that was so dumb. Oh shoot, man. It was probably your family too. It probably was, honestly. I, I I'm gonna hire my own family, so <laughs> that was all up to you. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. shoot! Shoot! One thing I did find interesting: I was listening to some real estate podcast. I guess if you have your own company, like that does kind of like construction work. I guess you can just manipulate your company to do construction work. Like I, I can just pay my own company if the mortgage broker approves. And then do like the mortgage plus and just pay myself. Dalton, do you know anything about that? Yeah. So the, it's the way that like I've got my company structured is one of the, the main company Parker Realty Group is a corporation that owns what we call a handyman service, um, which employs a subcontractor when I need work and the bank's, will look at that as a real construction company that is like valid to do work. Um, so I, if I've ever needed to finance with a bank and have them pay out um, like three times for construction there, they pay me to build a property for myself. Or to like build an add-on for yourself, like a deck, like a garage, like whatever, right? So, um, the you know, all all it comes down to is, I mean, you just have to you just have to plan out your your corporation the right way, um, and and make sure that you know everything is legit because banks catch it all. Banks catch everything, right? Like they're they 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 pay underwriters a ton of money to figure out if you're legit or not. So. So seek um, legal financial advice. Yeah, definitely talk with like a corporation lawyer slash accountant to make sure your books and your your corporation uh, type make sense. But um, it can be done. Not to encourage anyone to break the law. Um, no, you know what? Fully encouraged. Uh, when it's running a business. It's too late. I'm fully encouraged. You, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's uh, you know what I mean I think people uh, look at you know certain business owners as they're breaking the law I just look at it as tax planning so yeah. you know uh, it, it's uh, if you if you have an accountant that's creative enough um, they don't have to break any laws mm-hmm. so yeah because I was listening to a story with a guy who he has his own roofing company and he quoted himself like two th- twenty thousand dollars to redo the roof on this property he just bought and then he, the materials only cost 5000 The bank's approved. So he paid himself literally the down payment. They just forked out for the house that he bought. Yeah. And it's like, I need to get a See, part so of that's that. why it's like, if you have like your main corporation that owns a sole proprietor called like Manny's Roofing and a property you're working on is owned by the corporation, you can move money tax-free through all the entities that your corporation owns. Ta- like, so... Um, but because it's a separate business name, 
the bank doesn't know that it's all Manny. It's like this business is building this business. So it's it's really creative. That's on Taco, man. COVID is either yeah. bad or good for people. It's bad or good, man. That's, you know what? I I mean, I was lucky because I, I picked up two rental properties in the middle of COVID and I got both under asking. Um, now it's like I wouldn't consider buying an actual dwelling right now unless it was outside of like the city center like it would have to be in like picto county in annapolis valley in like shelburne county like outside of the city because it's just dwellings are so expensive right now in hrm and they come occupy with tenants which is a hassle because they could be paying rent from 2011 when they moved in and with a 2%, and this might trigger some people, but it's called running a business, um, is a 2% increase thing. I can't increase the rent, so I can't make any real money. So unless the, all the leases are on fixed term or there's no tenants, I don't want the building. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of these things for these rules, like even I was listening to you guys' podcast a few weeks ago, and there was a woman on. I think she was the one that owns her own clothing shop where she buys clothes from a fire yeah and i think she's talking about she was looking for a place and she's talking about okay well maybe we should make it so um you know buying investment property is not 20 percent; it's not 40 percent. but i feel like also a lot of what these rules do like even the two percent rules like it also makes it uh it also ups a barrier of entry right because now there's two percent right you got little guys like like me you know trying to get in and and you know these rules also make it harder for me right so not only does it box out them, but not really, because they're the ones with all the money. It box out the guy who's trying to get in, you know, make an honest living these days. Um, it also boxes yeah. me for a lot of things too. So it's kind of weird how, like I said, it, it, it all depends on which part of the coin you're on, but it's definitely yeah. interesting now that I'm on this side and being like, I hate policies. Like, yeah. vote for Trump. If I, I, mean, can, <laughs> if I could give one piece of advice, it's to make sure all your tenants are always on a fixed term lease. Always, never do a year-to-year lease because the power is no longer in your hands as to whether or not they're a good fit for your business. Mm-hmm. That's great, yeah. I, I found the device on the podcast. I got my first one on a fix, and it's so much better. And it takes a lot of stress yeah. off too on both sides. And I gave them yeah. the option, like if they want to leave, they can. I did give them that option because there's a market so hot right now. But it's just just in case they're not paying. At least it's yep. done. Like it's done. I think I'll just do it at six months at a time. Just so that's what I was, if you're never sure, either get a co-signer or just do it three months. And if you don't like them, then you're good. Yeah. yeah this, and this podcast, man. podcast add value, bro. Straight, Straight up. up. Straight up. As you, as you say that, I'm sure I got I got to run, and I'm sure we're gonna go talk to our real estate agent and try and figure some crap out, but. You, you haven't made me energetic to go do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, baby. Sounds good. You guys. Awesome. See ya. It was See great you having you, Sebastian. Appreciate you joining with us. Yeah, always. You know that. Always. always. I got that in mind. Wow. So uh, we just discouraged half of the buying population in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, thank you, Manny. Really appreciate that. I mean, if you suck, hey, more, not- more for us to buy, eh? What? <laughs> I can't put it this clearly. Like I, like it's just how society works, and I can't explain it. 
Bro, winners win and losers lose, man. And I can't explain <laughs> it. I can't explain it any farther than that. Like, that's just it. On like that's just it. Fair enough. That man. is the energy. That that is the energy. <laughs> like, bro, someone will, someone will take you out, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, but but I mean, there is something to say about you know just aligning yourself like you know making those sacrifices and i know you guys yeah. like you're hearing how much you know josh has leveraged some rest in crypto from last episode right okay. um just seeing like the links that certain people will go to to get ahead right if right i, I just feel like I, I don't know if that's something that's just built into you or, or or what it is but i'm just i'm just glad that we're in a society where um those of us who are willing to make that sacrifice you know, that we do get benefits from it. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. and I think we kind of deserve benefits for, for making those sacrifices. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Being in business isn't all about, you know, the glitz and the glam. It's uh, it's nights away from, you know, people you, you love or not going out to see the movie with your friends or like it's long nights, it's long days. And it's, uh, it's a lot of money that is consistently on the line that could, could ruin you at any point yeah like i even, mean there's so even like my wife and i like we even going from just me working now she works as a teacher and now we have our first property looking to get more this year for for rentals seeing you know how much our income our household income has increased right and then seeing you know how little our expenses increase and like we pretty much live pretty much the same life as we did when we were both entry level. Right. And so I was like, just, just hold them back to get ahead. So yep, it's, it's interesting, man. I mean, it's tempting to go and blow it. Don't get me wrong. Like a, a big old Jeep, you know, cruising down the road with the top off. <laughs> feels nice, but um, you know, hold note a few more years until we get a bit more established. Uh, yeah. That's just that's my plan in life, dude. Is I I'm just like trying to go ham right now and just trying to buy up what I can and really acquire assets so that I can just live off the interest. And, um, and you know, there's that's one thing I learned from Crank Cardone is how stupid can you go? As stupid as your cash flow. So here we go. <laughs> oh, you see. And yeah. and that's the thing with me. Like I made a goal to retire at forty. That's big. Uh-huh. That's big. I'm retired comfortably at 40. I think Ma- I think Megan, my wife, I think Megan still wants to work. But I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm staying home dad at 40. So just trying to build up our passive income um, enough so that when I am 40, either I have way more than what I need, which is great, or I'll just be doing whatever I want on the side. And I think it probably will be in real estate. So hopefully I'm making enough just to keep buying properties and doing this and doing that without having to officially you know, call the job for so, sure. So what, what are we saying? Age 35, 34, 33 will be, uh, I'll say 35 millionaires. Let's go. <laughs> Who knows of this crypto stuff, man? You'd be a millionaire and by the end of the year, it's true. That's oh. what I've got my fingers crossed, bro. I'm hoping I, uh, that's what I was doing the math yesterday. I like on like, yeah, I'm, if all things go well, like all, all things go like pop off. I could be, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. So, um, uh, prayers going up for the boys, you know, <laughs> or by the end of the year, I could be several dollars, thousands of dollars in debt and yeah. I'll be on the street. So who knows? Yeah. 
that that's the beauty of the game and that's why i love it is because you could either just do really well or you could completely crash and burn but that's the beauty <laughs> of it all yeah, yeah. i think as yeah. young men we might be a bit susceptible because i know like i'm only investing in one thing right now and i'm still checking like <laughs> 20 times a day so true dude the second if it goes up i'm just like yeah boy what up yeah boys <laughs> and if it goes down i'm like it doesn't matter it's going back up yeah, <laughs> yeah right so it's just um i don't know if it's, it's like a susceptibility as a man but i don't know man crypto to the moon baby crypto to the <laughs> all all crypto to the moon <laughs> uh, oh for sure what, what crypto are you in currently uh from for me, uh, right now, uh, I am currently he- obviously heavy in Ethereum. I got a little bit in Bitcoin, uh, but as well as got a pretty decent holding of XRP and, and Cardano. Jeez. Oh, yeah, Cardano too. Nice. Ethereum's yeah. mad up. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, Ethereum just kind of popped off yeah. out of nowhere. Um, like, like for the longest time, I was struggling, dude. I, did, I put a lot of money into Ethereum like back in early March. And uh, and it was going sideways for the longest time. I was like, keep, everyone keeps telling me that it's gonna go up. And I'm like, I don't know about this, man. It's been a month and it's just stayed at eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, it's just like pop, pop, pop. Jeez, four thousand thirty-two USD. Oh. Yes, dude. Let's go. Yeah, hundred percent. So. Yeah, I, I said with Ripple, like I said, I sold out a bunch of that when it went up a bit. And I actually bought Doge out of 30 cents. And then it went up. And then I sold that. Good. That was, that was a great move, dude. And then, yeah, and then I took all that, I put it into this coin called Soge, Space Hodge. Yep. And I bought that at like 12 cents to the power of 10 <laughs> minus 7. <laughs> <laughs> and uh since i bought it i mean it went a high of almost 500 percent return for me oh so. my gosh bro my account's starting to get up there man i was just like holy i'm getting i'm getting the hook baby i i, I think i'm definitely going to put more in i think i'm going to lever- leverage myself and add more crypto in let's go um, dude so i feel like i feel like just right now like crypto i just feel like it's not going to fail right now so I do feel comfortability to do that. Yeah, just uh, yeah, like from here until like yeah, early September, things are gonna go very well. Uh, but then things are we're gonna enter a bear market in the fall, and that's when people need to take take their own risks of when they're gonna see their profits. GG. So. Do you plan on selling out anytime soon? No, uh, I'm still trying to. Yeah, I'm still trying to. I'm definitely hodling, hundred percent holding. And, um, I don't know, like I'm, I think it looks like I'm probably going to pull at the end of September. I think that's my goal. And, um, but we'll see, like right now I'm still trying to figure out what my strat's going to be. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go right into fiat or I'm going to like convert into stable coin mm-hmm. and, um, see what happens. Um, it really is depending on what, like, I know I have an idea, like as soon as you like can't the, the government taxes it like at the stock. Um, so as soon as you pull any money out of a coin, they see that as uh, capital gains. Um, I'm curious of what it looks like when you do go from, you know, say Ethereum to stablecoin. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, my goal is to pull and then use, uh, yeah, a good, uh, my goal is to use a good chunk of the money to actually purchase our next home. Um, 
and then and then really start renting out our current home at this present time and start really getting that uh, cash flow on. And then my goal is to then borrow, believe this or not, borrow against the current home we'll have plus the extra money that we made. And then when Ethereum goes in the bear market, and I'm hoping, I have, I have a feeling it could lose up to as much as 80% of its gains, um, but it could lose up to about 50% as well and so my goal is to then buy it all up and get uh close to double my position that it is now and then go for the next bear run that could see ethereum hit 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a coin the next bear uh bull run oh that's my strategy that's crazy um we'll see there's so much to it it's so in-depth it's just it's nuts we we love depth let's go Oh. Yeah, really, at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of freaking weirdos throwing their money around. This is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah we are not financial advisors. We're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Perfect. That's how we're definitely going to go with that. But awesome. Well, thank you so much, Manny, for uh, for joining us. We're very grateful for the time you sp- uh, took out and t- uh, you'd be able to kind of dish out some knowledge on our listeners and uh and some knowledge on us and uh and also maybe probably ticked off some people which that's what we're here for right so <laughs> no problem man i appreciate it no problem so manny do you want to do you want to close us out help us out as we finish off thank you all so much for listening so whatever you're doing whether it be selling some crypto or buying some real estate He muted himself. Anyways, whatever you're doing, how are we doing this? We're gratefully joined us. We hope we love you all. We're out.